Yo, what's up, compadres? Welcome back to another episode. It's your host with the most from the West Coast, SB Press, reporting live from Mastermind Media. Always to my right, Ilsa himself. Yep. And also to my right, Joe Rosati himself. What's happening? <laughs> and man, we, we got the man himself yes, in the we house. Do. The icon. And we definitely got a lot of treats for y'all. We got, we going over a cereal. We going over the cartoons, but we're mainly going over the life story of Mr. T. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope y'all ready for this action-packed episode. And like that, compadres, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Without further ado, we have a living icon. Legend, that's, that's low tier. He's an icon. He's been around since and before you've been around. And I just got to say, man, I get the blessing of seeing him. You guys are going to get blessed with hearing and feeling what he has to say. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Mr. T, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. We appreciate you you taking the time. No, no. I want to say in my humblest way, I am honored with that introduction, Preston. But truthfully, I'm not all that. I'm just a humble old-fashioned mama's boy from the Southside Chicago welfare recipient who had a dream, who loved his mother. You know, mm-hmm. I, I am honored that people think a lot of me, but my mother taught me, and being a Christian, you want to stay humble. So, I, and people ask me sometimes, Mr. T, with everything you achieve in this business, how you keep it, how you stay level-headed? Because I've seen guys come and go in the same week. I've been here by the grace of God 40-something years. This year, 2003, is 40 years for the A-team. Last year, 2022, was 40 years for Rocky Three. To be here this long, and then when people, at the beginning, when people said, you won't last, you got lucky, and all that stuff, luck has nothing to do with it. I'm a child of God. I bleed in God. I try to live right, treat people right, do the right things. I never robbed nobody. I never nobody. I never broke in nobody's house. I stole some candy bars when I was younger, <laughs> and, I, and I asked God to forgive me. You know, right. I went back to the store and told the guy, I said, I stole when I was younger. Forgive me. You know, I, I made amends, because that's not my character. My mother didn't teach me to steal. She said, son, if you want something, work hard, save your money, and get it. Right. Just that simple. So that's who I am. I am mm-hmm. honored to be in the business, but I, I don't want to forget where I come from, you know, as much as people show me adulation, all that, I can't wait to get back home and take a shower and wash all the adulation off mm-hmm. and get on my knees and say, thank you, God. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Friday morning, go down to the mission, take food and clothes, just humility, humbleness. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. So I don't want to forget this poem that goes, if I can walk with kings and queens and yet not lose that common touch. Then you'll be a man, my son. Oh. So I'm honored that you can that you show me adulation, all that. But I never want to forget. I never want to come in puffed up, you know, here, talk to my entourage, this and that. That's why when you see me, I'm in my workout stuff. I'm mm-hmm. working out, this and that. Not all that. Workout warrior, yeah. Not all that stuff. Right. You know, I want people to be able to come by, say, Mr. T, I watched you when I was younger. I grew up, you came to my school. I want them to approach me. I want them to tell me, say, Mr. T, I bought your toy. I don't want them to have to, you want to see me but got to get past my entourage. No, you can come touch me. I want to bless you. I want to pray for you. You know, that's who I am. So I hope for that night, and let me, <clears throat> let me start, let me say a little prayer to open it up and 
you know, ask God to give us the grace. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, <clears throat> we thank you for this opportunity. Lord, we know somebody is out there is going through something. Lord, I pray that something is said tonight that gives someone hope, that gives him inspiration, that gives them motivation to keep going on. Someone is about to give up. Lord, touch their heart, touch their soul. Give them the strength to keep going. In your holy name, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. That was great, man. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, hope, I, hope y'all <laughs> I don't think we ever had a reaction <laughs> like that. Right? No, that was <laughs> the best. That, that was mind blowing right there. I'll put your feelings in touch real quick. Right, right. I think we should go ahead and get our our segment out of the yeah, way. Yeah, and yes, then we'll yes, get yes. back into um, into into this because yes. this is gonna be a great episode, yeah. everybody. I hope y'all ready. Yeah, you ready to have a little fun here, Mr. T? Oh yeah, yes, I like yes, fun. Yes. <laughs> I like fun. <laughs> hey, I pity the fools who don't like fun. Yeah. Yeah. I there like fun. Is. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so we have a segment we call okay. Let It Fly. Okay. We're pretty much going to throw images up on the screen behind us. Okay. No, no peeking when they come. Okay, go, okay. Go ahead and give us a countdown. So the images come out to look over there. Yep, look. And and then, all right, just keep he, looking down. He's going to yep, count yep, us yep. down and then all right. look at it and then first, first thing, thing that comes to mind. Okay, all right, all right. I'll speak a little bit and then just pass it down. Okay. We'll start with you and go all the way around. Okay. Okay. All right, so we got Yuli behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen. So, Yuli, let's start. Right. Let's go. We can look down. Roddy Roddy Piper, the most awesomest wrestler there is. You know, he's the dirtiest, meanest, toughest. He's a he's a true competitor. Right. He's gonna bring it. Yeah. You know, he's he, he he he's all bad because in. He's like Ali and Frazier. You know, you got to have a good guy and a bad guy. Nobody is better than than Roddy. He's good. I mean, he's so bad, he's good. That's how bad he is, you know. Yes, yes. Legendary. Hands down, this was by far one of my favorite uh, opponents of yours. He definitely, uh, he got you, but you got him back more than he got you. Let's just go ahead and say that, man. So. It was a blessing, you know, to, to watch this incredible person go against this even more incredible person before us today. Again, I know you don't, you said about the accolades, right. but for sure, as a child, it's all right. It's all right for me. No, it's all right. Even though I said I don't want to stop you from doing you, you be you. You know, right. I don't right. want you to hold back. You know, yeah. but it, we're gonna be all right. Yes, you sir. know, we're gonna be all right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, what you got, Lance? I'll say this. Uh, I just heard a, a, a interview uh, lately of Edge, the wrestler right now, and he talked about how influential your main event was in uh, WrestleMania One, mm-hmm. right? You remember doing that? So, is, 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 am I speaking wrong? Is it, no, is, no, no. You speaking right? Okay, gotcha. And, and, and let me make, make a point. See, when I came in at first, some of the wrestlers was a little jealous. Yeah. Number one, they didn't know I could bring it. I was a wrestling champ in in the city of Chicago two right. years in a row. I knew how to wrestle legitimate, all that stuff. But they didn't realize the business of wrestling. Vince McMahon brought me in to elevate wrestling. You know, those guys, you know, sure, they've been around the circuit. They had it hard or whatnot. I'm bringing light to wrestling, and they didn't see that. So they was a little jealous at first, you know. And then they thought that me coming in, that I couldn't hold my own, you know. Yeah. Then they get they found out, you know. But, Real quick. You know, yeah. yeah. You, know. Real, yeah. you won the tag team championship in WrestleMania 1, is that correct? Yeah, me and yeah. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It was the main event. Yes, yeah, yes. I, yeah. I mean, I'll never so forget that. Yes, yes. <laughs> my grandfather had that on tape because I wasn't oh. born. 
turned when it happened. Right, 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 right. You know, I was born a couple, three years after, yeah. but it, I I was able to relive that moment oh, on cassette tape, you know, for, for the old heads out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just missed that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I missed that time because the, the, the wrestlers, they were all such great characters and great athletes, and now it's, you know. Yeah, it's it ain't the same. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. What we got next, Julie? <laughs> this is, this is, how, how can I say this here? This is, it's a blessing. Right. First, not the ego thing. Here, the fact that Quaker Oaks, we had, we used to eat oatmeal. We used to eat oatmeal in the morning, beans in the evening. That's what kept us together. But now Quaker Oaks, they see me, they make a cereal of me, little teas in the thing. But it, I didn't ego trip what I did. I said, Quaker Oaks, could you give me thousands of boxes? To take it to the people and listen to that. Listen to that. To feed the people. Wow. To feed the people. That's what it meant to me. You know, so I am honored beside to say, hey, look at me, I'm this and that. You know, don't get caught up. I said, thank you, God. Let me feed somebody. My prayer always, I said, Lord, bless me so I could be a blessing to others. That's who I am. That's who I am. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing, That's man. Who I am. Yep, I also came across the backstory, so that was the reason why I selected that one. But it was just so meaningful for him to take what they were what they were making for him and just to give back mm-hmm. to, to you know right. m- more other people less fortunate. So man, that that right there means a lot to me as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'll say I got this hat on and. And where you're from, you know, I'm from Michigan. Uh, oh, so right, right. I know yeah. you're from Chicago. Right, I wear right, yeah. hats. right, right. And as a kid, I remember, you know, those were a commodity, <laughs> man. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. This was something that, you know, you had to have. Yeah. And, and I mean, co- they're collectibles now, so. Right. Yeah. And then also, there used to be little prizes. Yeah. Yeah. Prize. There exactly. used to be little stickers. Sticker. Yes, yes. 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 <laughs> like the Cracker Jack. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Man. Trust me, I grew up I mean, when I look at that after everybody's taught, I mean, because I don't want to, like, you know, keep on being redundant. But when I look at that, I mean, I remember because my mom would give it. But when I look at it now, the ingredients how that was made now and then what they put in cereals now forget oh, about man, it. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. It's so I crazy guess. to me. Yes, yes, so yes. It is so, yes. so yes. there was, I mean, yes. they, we used real product. Yes. I mean, there was no artificial flavors and all. Mm-hmm. Great point, And, man. you know, I just, uh, crazy. Very true. Very Mo true. GMOs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, hey, hey, we, we, that's a whole different discussion. Yeah, but I mean, you know. Hey, man, this is so cool, man. Where we at, you Oh, 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 oh. All right, hold wow. on. Before you get there, mm. let me preface mm. this with this: Where were you at, and what were you what were you thinking in this in this photo? If you do you remember this? I know this, you. This is the episode of the A Team. It is coming to me. I think I got a walkie talkie in my hand. <laughs> but right there, what you see all around forty pounds of gold, real solid. Gold. You still and have it, all that? No, 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 no. I'm gonna get to that story. And if you know, you can probably see part of it. I, I had symbolize of three different religions, so you can see part of the Star David. Yep. Right. I use sometimes you can see with with the Jesus thing. Then one time you can see with the crescent and the and the uh, the Muslim thing up under the cross around my neck. Yeah. So that I would 
emphasize that about God and stuff like that, you know. So that's who I am. My message, I'm going to get to the message about why I wore the gold and why I stopped wearing the gold. We'll get in that later. Sounds yes. good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. how long did it take you to put all that on? I'm about, just, a, about an hour. I would start off. Well, with, someone would with, do it for you. No, 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 no. You do it Every all. morning. I would, Every, uh, yeah, that's it. Wow. My, my, my brother was carrying my mm-hmm. stuff in the construction bag for me. Then I set it out, you know. Then I put the smallest one on first, the little one's on, then the big one's on, then do all of that. Then some of them I could just throw around my neck. Some of them I had to fasten. Mm-hmm. Then I put my rings on and other stuff or whatnot. Then I had to prop myself up. I used to get a massage three times a week and chiropractor twice a week. Mm-hmm. And adjust my back and my neck. That's good. That stuff That's was crazy. real. That's it was real. real and it was heavy, you know. Yes. Yeah. No, yes. I, I always yes. thought it was real because of the yes. time period, first of yes. all. You yes. know, back and, in I mean, the day, yeah. yeah. Back in the day, no one yeah. wore anything yeah. fake. No, no, yeah. no. Was- <laughs> Man. <laughs> All I can say is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper got that yeah. image from this right here. Absolutely. This is where it started off at. Oh, yeah. So started your homage. Give oh, your yeah. respect. Yes. Because, man, not a lot of people understand where where the look of all these chains and stuff came from. You know, so thank you for that. Thank you. Definitely. As a matter of fact, maybe I should do that right now. Break it down about the gold, where it comes okay. from, and why I wear it, whatnot. So mm-hmm. I give you everything. You know, the, everything I did, there was a reason. The hairstyle and everything else. The hairstyle is not punk rock. It's not Mohegan Indian. And I don't want to be disrespectful to the Mohegan Indians. Right. But there's a tribe in Africa, in the country of Mali. They are called the Dinkas, or some people call them the Mandinkas, and they wear their hair that way. Right. And I will wear seven earrings. And being a Christian, I will wear three in my right ear and, and four in my left ear. The three were symbolic of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The three wise men, the three Hebrew boys, Shetrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Three parts of the day, morning, noon, and night. The three graces, faith, hope, and love. The three civil rights workers, Cheney, Goodman, and Swerner. Then I wear four in my left ear. The four were symbolic of the four seasons, spring, winter, summer, and fall. The four direction, north, east, south, and west. The four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You put the three and four together. Together, it was seven. It was seven times that Joshua marched around the walls of Jericho. <clears throat> Samson had seven locks of hair. There are seven colors in the rainbow. There are seven notes in the, in the musical bars. God made heaven and earth in six days. He rested on the seventh. I am the seventh son. The gold. I wore the gold for three reasons. One, when Jesus was born, three wise men came from the east. One brought frankincense. One brought gold. Other one brought myrrh. So gold was a gift to Jesus. And I said, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. But also, I set people up when I say that. I say, if we follow in Jesus, we got to follow Jesus all the way because Jesus forgave. He forgave, so we got to forgive. Then the second reason I wear gold, I can afford it. And I would tell people, and I would tell people back in the hood, back in the 80s, I said, it's stupid for you to go buy gold and your kids don't have no new shoes. It's stupid for you to buy gold and your rent is due. It's stupid for you to buy gold, you don't have food in your house. That's stupidity. The third reason I wore the gold, it was symbolic of my African heritage. When our ancestors was brought from Africa, we were shackled by our neck, our wrists, and our ankles and still chains. I've turned those steel chains to gold to symbolize the fact that we're still a slave, only my price tag is higher. Whereas they used to buy and sell our four pounds on the slavery blocks for $50 and $75, you know, and, and send them certain places. And now they're buying and selling, you know, uh, 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 mega athletes for millions of dollars. We're getting millions of dollars, but we don't own nothing. 
And I told her brothers, I said, why are you dealing drugs or whatnot? You don't own the poppy fields. You don't own the cocaine places. You don't own nothing. You know, you shooting a basketball, you making a hoop. You don't own no team. So we're slaves. We're just high-priced slaves. That's what the gold represent. And let me tell you, when I stopped wearing the gold, as a Christian, when Katrina hit, you know, New Orleans and all the stuff and the people lost everything and all that, <clears throat> I said it would be a sin against God for me to wear all that gold and the people lost everything. Mm -hmm. It would be wrong for me. Look at me. I got gold. People dying. I still have visions of people floating in the water. I remember when the police stood at the bridge and wouldn't let the people come across the bridge because the house was flooded over there and whatnot. I remember all of that. I got relatives in New Orleans and stuff, you know. And I remember and seeing the people hurt. Then in my church in Chicago, we brought in a lot of people and whatnot. And, and my mother had told me, don't grandstand, but it's important that people know. A lot of my gold, I gave up. I said, buy things with the gold. The gold is not important. It never was important like that. I wore the gold to make a statement. You know, the gold is in my heart because I'm a feed people. You know, I'm, I'm compassionate. I'm considerate. So that's what I did. The gold, I stopped wearing the gold, you know, when uh, when Katrina hit. So when you see me stuff like the gold there, that's not my gold on the thing. That's the pro that's the uh, producer's gold. They bring the gold for the, the simile thing, you right. know. But right. I said I would never wear my gold again. And most of the gold I done gave away anyway, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So that's the story behind the gold. Wow, what a message that you was. I, all I got to say is, is, is uh, it bars, right? <laughs> message. The, I mean, original rapper, right? Unbelievable yeah. soliloquy that the, the yeah. you know tempo tempo everything just how it just flows and, and this and is all so facts well and said, truth man. it comes yeah. from the heart awesome man let's roll next Yo, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> I'm gonna bring it I told you I'm gonna bring uh, it uh, see that's what that's uh -huh. what the, that's what the T stand for temperature temperature <laughs> <laughs> I bring the heat baby I bring the heat yeah I'm laying something on the people they're gonna be saying wow what, the, what did I hear today to Mr. T man I, that was like a whirlwind man I, let me replay that man mm -hmm. that's what it's all Fact. about bro. Yeah. Yeah. This man is yes. on fire. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, big dog, Yuli. Oh, oh yeah. the van, the van. Wait, do you know who has this van? No, that, I mean, let me let me explain. There's there's been so many vans that was made. The, one of the original van they gave to me, I gave it to the Boys and Girl, Girls Club in Chicago okay. many years ago. Then they had a special made van. Another one made for me had tandem wheels in the back, and we just go around show place whatnot. But we were driving down the uh, expressways, what we couldn't get nowhere. We stopped in traffic and whatnot, and it was just wild. Chaos. So I just say yeah. Yeah, it was just too much. Police genocide. It was just too much. It was wild, you know. It was fun and all that, you know. But you know, it served a purpose. There was yeah. no nothing like the van, and you know, I and I enjoyed it. I right. enjoyed it. Yeah, man. <laughs> the greatest van I know. The greatest van, and one of the reasons why my grandfather actually owned a van as well. It wasn't as sharp as this, but it was the same make, just a different color and shape, <laughs> and. Um, the Mr. Machine ain't got nothing on this. <laughs> yeah, not even close. So no. iconic. I mean, you know, definitely. And especially in the 80s, you know, minivans and, the, and the, these vans, the diesel, and they said, like you said, mm. he had the dualies on the back. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, it, I, I grew up on Yeah, that. and yeah. I did too. And I think the, the great thought for me is, is we didn't see a lot of them. Right, right, right. Because 
they wouldn't make them. Right, right, right. That, right. that you had, they had contracts then. That right, were totally right, different, exactly. You yes, know? yes, And yes. that's what I love about that. You yeah. never saw any. Right, 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 yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I had I had that toy when I was a kid. Oh, me too. <laughs> I we wish I would have kept it, but whatever. Yeah. Who knows where it is yeah. now? Who knows where it's at? As long at. as someone's enjoying it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, sure. I think we got what we got. One more. Yeah. One more, and then we'll get back into it. All right. Three, two, one. Writer's Ooh. strike. Writer mm, strike. This is relevant. Good wow. right oh, now. Yes, yes, yes. 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 What because, do you got to say? Because this affects everybody one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not affect you directly, but it's going to affect you indirectly. It might not affect you today, but slowly down, it's a trickle-down effect. It's going to affect you. It's sort of like... Uh, uh, like they used to say, to say, uh, what affects one directly? It any of us. That's what's happening. It's affecting all slowly. You know, we say that don't bother me. And after a while, it will. Okay, this stuff is hitting this person. Oh, he's stopping this person. The cleaners, the, the the grocery store, the other stuff, the the rentals. You know, and that's what's happening. You know, and so, but in and in life, I want to say this here. It's always a struggle. You got to fight for for your right. A couple of weeks ago, the, the the teachers, some of the right, teachers right, had right, a strike, right, yeah. not paying the teachers. Mm-hmm. Then you find out the workers that they, the the teachers' aides, they wasn't paying no money to. Mm-hmm. I said, wow, they treating them like dirt and whatnot. Then they got to care for the students. I said, Lord, pay them people. Mm-hmm. Now you hear the stories about the writers, okay, with the with the stuff with all of the the streaming stuff, people making money and they not, and the executives getting the money and not. So wow. That's what it is. You got to fight. You got to fight. You know. So, yeah. right. And you know, major respect to all these people because some of these writers are some of the people that write the arithmetic for the students. You know, so that's help. That's hurting the future. Which if the kids are the future, right. then that's who's really hurting. So yeah, hopefully you know there's some common ground and some due diligence because you know this just isn't right, especially after the last one we just had. Yeah, well said, man. Both of you guys. Uh, all I say is is that you know now you have actors that are writers that are right. starting to mm-hmm. comment right. on this. Yeah. So it's going to turn into something, you know, the, and, and then like, you know, I'm going to leave something for Joe, but you know, mm-hmm. like the actors thing is coming down the road too here where they're yeah. going to start. Yeah. So where's uh, TV going to be at? Well, you know, I mean, I'm not as, I'm a blessed person and, you know, I've tried to work my acting career and I'm at, you know, we have a very successful icon here. And Absolutely. It's, like, it's just crazy to me. Every time, I start getting moving again. There's a strike that comes and then it puts, it, it doesn't matter about me cause I can survive on another job. But when we talk about grips, caterers, right. war, I mean, right. war, I can go down the list. Those are the ones that really get right. hurt. Yes. yes. You know, and they can't ever come to a conclusion and I, I'm not trying to be negative, but everything I've read and the people I've talked to, it's like, I'm sure you have, this is going to be a, it's not going to be a week. No, no, no. no. It's going to go. And, yeah. and, and this is what unfortunately happens. <laughs> and it's, it's really unfortunate because there's not going to be a lot going on. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I just put prayers out there and just hope they can get it done soon. And because I really feel bad for the, like I just said, all those right. others people that have family and now they're not going to be working. So oh, your favorite TV show is not going to have a right. season three. Yeah. And, right. and, and then plus we've got to put in the fact that here in Los Angeles is so expensive to live. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The top guys is getting the money and it's always like the that. Man, wow. Man, the rich guy, they say, okay, wow. Then they always want to say they always want to say, well, I ain't got the money. I said, no, don't lie to me. Just tell me you don't want to pay me. Don't tell me you ain't got the money. Because I'll pop you in the mouth. Don't talk that stuff to me. You ain't got the money. You know? Just say you don't want to pay me the money, you know? Because that's what life feels. This is a struggle to say, okay, it's nice that stare down. You know, you say, 
okay, well, we ain't gonna pay you a whole lot. I said, okay, I'll walk away Wait. from that. <laughs> and, and, and I told the guy coming in, I said, if you can't, if you can't walk away from a deal, you 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 can't be in the business. Right, you right. got to be strong enough to say, man, like like the cowboy said, take this job and shove it. You know, that's why I tell the people when sometimes my agent offers, I said, no, man, you think I said, man, I've been in the business 40 years, you think gonna slap me in the face and pay me that? He must think I'm stupid. I didn't just come in the business, so I gotta explain to him like this here. I said, let me tell you who I am, where I'm coming from. All I ever wanted to do in my life was buy my mother a house in pretty dress. I done that. I done that. You know, I never dreamed of being a millionaire. That wasn't my goal. I said I was going to buy my mother a house in pretty dress and be a good little boy. I done that 10 times over. So if Hollywood said, okay, Mr. T, we tired of you, fine. My game, if my life was a game show, I'd be in the super duper bonus round. Tell him. If my life, if my life was a baseball game, I'd be in the 130th inning. You see what I mean? You know, because they said I wouldn't last, I wouldn't be here. They said it. Where are they now? Who is they? They are faceless, nameless people. They are people who hate, they ain't gonna go nowhere. They don't wanna see nobody else go nowhere. That's what it is, you know. They always going to say, you can't do it. Don't try this and that, you know, but I'm here 40 years later, you know, not because of them, because of God. And I know, and I thank God for everything. So therefore that what keeps me going, you know? And so, so like I said, I am, I am content and I'm complete. You know, I live, I'm, my success is far beyond I ever dreamed of. I understand that. So success is me to me is that I can feed the less fortunate. I can help somebody. Not I don't need another diamond ring. I don't need another car. I don't need another house. Mm -hmm. That's not my game. Right. So I'm content with my life structure. You know, I can walk away from it. I said, thank you, Hollywood. I'm fine. Thank you. I'll see you. And go down there and pass out food for the less fortunate. I'm complete. Facts. Woo! Another message. Just a little piece of that. I don't think I've met Just anybody more humble of, in my life. Uh, uh, I'm serious. I've never met anybody more <laughs> humble in my life. The I know, best. <laughs> the best. Oh man! Oh man! Oh. You want to keep us going, P? Here? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we got to yeah, cool down for a minute now with all that. Oh, so sorry. Everybody's mind is wandering right now. You got something? I got something. Okay. Go for it. So I want to ask. I want to get back into that, but. Has anybody ever approached you to, to learn an accent or something for a role or? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, I, I was uh, uh, when we're doing Rocky. You know, let me tell you about how I got in part in Rocky because people didn't know. You know, see, back in the day, here's here's who here's who I am. You know. Before I became an actor, I used to be a bodyguard. Right, right. I used to protect right, a lot yeah. of rich people. Rich people in Chicago, they used to go shopping or whatever, and then the word got out. And then the entertainers would come in town. I would protect them for a week, and people say, word of mouth, hey, man, you got to get this big guy, Mr. T. He bald-headed, earring, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, he protect you or whatnot. And then, then the white guy would say, hey, man, you got to get Because back in the day, I would travel with diamond merchants. You know, with the with, with mm. the old fashioned stuff, with the with the handcuffs strapped to the thing full Ooh. of diamonds. Oh, wow. We would go to Miami. We used to go to Philadelphia. Ooh. We used to go to New York to the jewelry thing. So when this guy wouldn't use it, he would tell his buddy, "You got to get this big black guy named Mr. T. <laughs> That's his name. He's good. He's good. You know, it wasn't negative. They was I was right. a big black guy. Exactly. You know, you know. And they said he'll protect you. And, and I did. I didn't say that. I was like our job. I wouldn't say this. How you feel, Mr. T? Mm. I wouldn't speak. You know, wasn't that a part? You know, you know. So I. Did my job and all this stuff. Right. So then, when I wasn't bodyguarding, I used to work at the disco as a bouncer. So then, uh, uh, a doorman. So then, NBC had a contest. They had a show called Games People Play, 
And then they wanted to find out who was the toughest bouncer. Then they approached me. Then I said, I like the concept, but here's the problem. I said, I have a problem with that name bouncer. And let me explain why. See, at our club, we were sort of like 70% black, 30% white. We was mixed, sometimes 60, 40. So a lot of people come in. So, but you know, they have that thing that's okay. Blacks, they call you because they say we always fighting in black clubs. So as they bouncing, they throwing guys out. I said, no, I said, I'll take offense to that. I said, we wear tuxedos at our club. I said, sure, every once in a while, we got to throw somebody out. They're disrespectful, you know. So I had a rule. I said, you don't disrespect the ladies here. You know, you don't don't be smoking marijuana in the club and whatever. Don't be doing this here, you know. I uh, put you out. So we had to put guys out. I said, I'm sure down the street at the white clubs, every once in a while, them so-called, as you call them guys there, you call them doormen, but call mm, us bouncers. Right. But I'm sure every once in a while, some white guys get drunk, you have to throw them out. <laughs> <laughs> but you calling those guys doormen, doormen. but yeah. we calling us bouncers. And I told the guy, I said, if you allow me a chance to talk about that, I'll enter the contest. And then they wanted me because I was a name. So they said, okay. And they had the contest in Chicago, had it in one of the racist clubs. This club was so racist. I remember when Artis Gilmore, the basketball player, mm -hmm. came to Chicago. And what they would do to black guys to get into this club, they would ask you for three IDs. And all you need is one. Just say you're old enough. Say th three IDs. He, he was, they, would, they would ask them, do you have a credit card? Credit card is not an ID. No, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. but that's the way you exclude the blacks because mm -hmm. they didn't have the credit card. You see what I mean? All you need is a card to say a guy old enough to get in the club. But you were asking for all the other stuff. That limited. You don't have the, you don't have Mastercard and Amazon. You don't get in. That's the way to keep the blacks out. So anyway, so wow. this club. Wow. That's, yeah. So I said it was a racist club. I said okay, I get it. I'm gonna train hard. So I started training, getting ready. So the set me came in. So they had about seven, seven, eight bouncers come in. You know. Then they had me interview me, and I told them about the thing that I didn't like to term the name bouncer. I said because I said I went to college. To me, it's a literate term. It means that all we just like to do is just put our hands on people, throw people out. Right. I said, that's the last thing mm -hmm. I want to do is put my hands on somebody. When people come in, I'm at the door. I said, come on in, have a good time. Have a good time. I did, if they don't know the rules, I'm explaining the rules to them. I said, don't do this here. I said, if you want to go out, I said, brother, if you show me the respect, if you if you want to smoke weed, you ask me probably, I'll give you an in and out privilege. I don't usually do that, but I'll let you do that. Don't smoke in the bathroom because you're disrespecting me. Right. Hmm. You know, I said, this is my job. If you ask me, honest, hey, man, I want to smoke that, then I'll give you. I said, okay, going out, see me, you come back in because you respected me. Yep. But you disrespect me, you're going to smoke it in the bathroom and say, hey, forget that fool and whatever. Right. So now I got to throw you out, you right. know. Or, or if I see you trying to snatch somebody's purse while they're dancing, I'm going to rough you up and throw you out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know. So anyway, <clears throat> so anyway, so the, so the training for the company. So make a long story short. No, so, no, no, great. So, so long story short, so the, anyway, had the contest. I won the contest, and the winner got $10,000. So but preparing for the contest, I told my pastor at my church, Pastor Henry Hardy. It's Cosmopolitan Community Church on the south side of Chicago. I said, Pastor Hardy. They are having a contest. And when I win this contest, and when I told them when I win, I wasn't speaking egotistically. See, in the Bible, it says, whatsoever a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it's stupid for me to get in the contest and say, well, I guess I'm going to lose. You know, you don't <laughs> right. go in it like that. You say, when I win, when I'm I training win. to win. Right. You know, existence. and then plus God is with me. My, my cause is just. I said, when I win, pastor, I'm going to give you the money. So you can buy food and clothes for the less fortunate people in the community. Mm -hmm. 
Like I tell people, even though the contest was called the toughest bouncer in America, I did not win. And humbly, they had two. I won two years in a row. Then they stopped having it because I went in too much. You know, <laughs> so I won two years in a row. Gave the money to my church. <clears throat> and even though the contest was called the toughest bouncer in America. I did not win because I was the roughest, the toughest, or the baddest bouncer. I won because my cause, C-A-U-S-E, my cause was greater than anybody else's cause. One guy said, man, if I win, I'm going to buy me a car. Another guy said, if I win, I'm going to party. I'm going to do that. The cause wasn't great. I said, when I win, I'm going to feed the hungry people in my neighborhood. And I did. I won the first year. $10,000 gave it to my church. I didn't buy a car. I could have done it. One again, they, I told the guys I want more money. So they 15000 so I gave it to my church. Both times, gave it to my church, feed them, get, help the less fortunate people. And my blessing came back in the form of Rocky III. Because during the contest on NBC, Sylvester Stallone was at home flicking the channel. Then he saw me. He said, that guy's different, and he can talk. So they had the people contact. He called the people NBC. Who's that guy, Mr. T? What's the number? So then the casting director, she had called down at the disco, and I was off that day, so I came back to work. He said, Mr. T, we got a message for you. It says from Hollywood. It might be a prank call, but we don't know. <laughs> you know. So he gave me the number, so I called the lady, so she said, so they said, yeah. So she said, uh, wow, uh, do you know Sylvester Stallone? I said, yeah, I watch Rocky 1, Rocky 2. <laughs> he said, well, yeah, he want to put you in three. You know, every, I said, wow, well, that's nice. So anyway, they sent me the script and everything, so I get the script, I'm studying whatnot. So they said, but here's the tricky part. They wanted Clubber Lane to be from New York, and they wanted him to have a Jamaican accent. I said, oh, boy. So what I did, I, I bought some reggae records. I, and, and, and one night at the club, we had reggae night. We, we, had the brothers, we had the brothers come in with the roster fire talking and stuff. Hey, mama. So I told the guy, I said, look here, man. I, 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 said, I said, I'm up for a movie. Could you talk that stuff to me? I got to learn the language and whatever. I bought records. I bought Harry Belafonte. All the stuff, you know. So then the cast and I would call me back. She said, how you doing? Coming. I said, well, I got some records I'm, I'm learning a little bit you know so then she told Sylvester Stallone she said how's Mr. T coming with the stuff before the audition she said well he said he bought some records and then, then he said you tell Mr. T scratch the accent I want Mr. T to be him Ooh. I said I got this got I got this now so that's why yeah. they changed the character if you watch Rocky it said Club Lane Southside Slugger Shit. yeah right I'm right, not from right, New York right, so right. He, before he met me he wanted the character from New York but after he met me he, he said no they changed everything the around be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. this yeah. is Mr. T right. let Mr. T yeah. be Mr. T that's awesome boom. and that's what it was they said boom you be you be Mr. T bang and that's what it is then we came there I mean, then we came to do the audition. The casting director picked me up at, at the airport. Then they came and we had the audition at, at uh, Culver City. And we had three parts of the audition. We had to box him, you know, this and that. I'm boxing, bang, bang. Then he was saying in the audition, hit me hard or hit me hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I was in a predicament because I said, this guy don't know. I've knocked guys out, mm -hmm. you know. So you're in the thing, should I really hit him? Then he might not give me the part. <laughs> I said, take, take that, you feel that? All right? I guess hit him enough to know who I am, you know. Take it, all right, yeah. So we did that for three did that for three minutes, one round. So now, so then we did uh, 10 pages of the script. Then he told me, he said, as we do an audition, he said, I want you to know, we'll keep we'll keep the, the two or three the best ones. He said, uh, <clears throat> He said, you can look at it. I said, I don't already study. He said, uh, we're going to keep the best one. He said, okay. 
So we did this, he did some pages. So I did mine. He said, okay, that was good. That was good. He said, now we would call improvisation. A lot of actors can right, do it, right, a lot right, of them right, can't. Right. He said, pretend we're in the movie and I won't fight you. He said, you can call me, curse me, and whatever, call me, whatever you want to call me, whatever. I said, okay, then I waited and I said, I said, okay, I'm ready. He said, then the lady said, action. I said, hey, Balboa, you just like all them other white champions. You get the title, don't want to fight no brother. Matter of fact, I'm tired of this here. I don't need no contract. We can fight right now. Then I grabbed him. He said, he said oh, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, man, beautiful. He said, he said, that was great. He said, he said now I want you to do one more thing. He said, I want you to look into this camera and tell me why you want this part. And I said, okay. I said, okay, I'm ready. I said, this character, Club Elaine, it's like hot coals burning inside me. I've been Club Elaine all my life. I he said, stop, stop, <laughs> stop. Wow. Don't mm. do nothing else. Mm. And he said, I want to thank you for coming. I said, I want you to know whether you pick me or not, I'm honored that you considered me. I said, thank you for the opportunity. That was on a Friday in, in November in 1980. Then I went home back to Chicago. Monday morning, the casting director called me. She said, guess what? You, you it, you the one, wasn't I? Wow, aren't you excited? I said, I'm excited. I said, you tell Sylvester Stallone, for whatever reason he picked me, I'm going to give him 150% every day. So was there a lot of improv and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me, he said, I want you to be you. He said, scratch the script. He said, because the script got to be you. Mm-hmm. He said, you see something that don't work for you, change it. He says, so sure to mean, like the scene at the steps, when he get in the statue. And you're talking he, about, his, about his wife? Right, yeah. yeah. He said, then I said, truthfully, I said, truthfully, where you got it, uh, a brother wouldn't say that. I said, well, for me, I wouldn't say that. If I want to make a guy mad as a black guy, we learn do two things. You talk about his mama or his wife. Right. I said, <laughs> the women. I, I, I said, but I won't degrade. I won't say nothing. I won't call all nothing. You know, yeah. right. yeah. I said, and I won't curse. So that's why I said, Hey woman, Hey woman, I bet you stay up in him being a tire. You know, he, mm-hmm. so he's going to protect this manhood. So when I say, Hey woman, Hey woman, I bet you stay up every night. Dreaming you had a real man. So he said, I said, I know you want a real man. I said, I'll tell you what, bring your pretty little self to my apartment. Right. I'll show you a real man. So now he's going to defend that. You don't mess with me. So that would draw him out. So on the same thing, I got to be smiling. I tell the kids at school, I said, don't let nobody punk you out. Like people say, hey, Mr. T, you ain't nothing. See, my younger days, we'd be grappling. But, <laughs> but if this guy say I'm nothing, I said, you're right, brother. <laughs> Don't even argue. I done beat him. I done beat him mentally. See, my mother taught me that. She says, "Son, it's not what they call you, what you respond to. You bigger than that." She says, "Son, if you get a man to talk about you, you beating him already." Mm-hmm. So here's a guy. I'm walking down the street here. How my success and going? I've been invited to the White House and all other stuff. I got dolls, cartoons, this and that. And the brother on the street gonna say, "Mr. T, you ain't nothing." <laughs> Are you out your mind? <laughs> and I'm gonna fall for that. Tell me, I ain't nothing. <laughs> Here I've been partying with Bob Hope, Frank Sinatra, and Sammy, and this guy to say I ain't nothing. But here's the big part of it. Before he said I ain't nothing, he wow. tried to stroke me. He said, hey, "Mr. T, you the man. You the baddest brother on TV, man." You're the only reason I watched the A-team. Give me five. I said, brother, you better get a job. <laughs> now, 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 Mr. T ain't nothing. You see what I mean? You ain't nothing. Then like my mother said, consider the source. Here's this guy saying, I ain't nothing. I'm, and I'm going to argue that saying nothing. And I use that to explain to the kids. I said, when somebody say you ain't nothing, that's a compliment. 
So actually, but they sometimes they say you ain't S H I T. Then I say, then I had to explain to some kids in school. I said, let me tell you what they just said and hear what you fighting for. So if somebody say you ain't S H I T, now you're gonna get mad at them. If you fighting, you proving you is S H I T. Then I said, who wants to be that? I said, he's helping my game. If he's telling me I ain't. Who wants to be that? Mm-hmm. That's what dogs leave. I've been telling people for years, <laughs> I ain't that. I'm a child of God. You see what I mean? See that philosophy, see that knowledge? We missed it. So the man, you ain't nothing, you ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't even argue with that. It's the waste of time. So anyway, back to them. But uh, uh back, back to Rocky said. So then, so then after Rocky, so uh yeah, so uh so that you the no, question so was good, the question that's was so how did I get Rocky about the about the voice? The, I, so you, that's how I got Rocky. Yeah, yes, you, yes. you yeah, you pretty you, much well, since, that. since you just brought I want to hear about the rap hack. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you hung out with the rap hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear about this. That, and, and, and let me tell you that we was in Vegas in you know, cause Frank, Sammy, whatnot, and they invited me down. They said, man. And then Sammy, wow, then he told me the story. And then Frank, and I love Frank Sinatra so much because he helped back in the day with Dr. King and Sammy. Yeah, right. And Sammy, Sammy was headlining at Caesars Not, and, and a couple other uh, things. They didn't want Sammy to stay in the hotel mm. until Frank said, no, Sammy stay in the hotel or he don't even play. Right. Wow. See, Frank Sinatra got a lot of stuff straightened out for the blacks and whatever, you know. So me and Frank talked. He said, wow. He said, I admire you. I said, no, I'm honored. Chairman of the board. Then he smiled and whatnot. <laughs> so he said, man, would you hang back with us? I said, yeah, I'd be glad to hang with you guys, you know. Man, it was something, you know. They, they said, man, we've been watching you. I said, no, I've been watching you guys since I was little whatnot. Then Dean Martin. And Dean Martin, I was on one of his roasts. He roasted me and stuff, whatnot. They had all the guys do the joke, how we could say all the whatnot. <laughs> and they said, man, how much they looked at me. They've been watching me for years. I said, man, I'm honored. Like I said. What a crew that is. Saying. And then I'm mm-hmm. thinking, I said, man, look at you, T. They said you wouldn't be nothing. Here you, here you been to the White House. You meet the Red Pack. You meet all these people and whatnot. Man. Then I'll tell the people, let me tell you the story about being invited to the White House. Mm. What's important about that? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell people, that old saying goes, many are called, but few are chosen. See, before, a lot of people get an invitation to the White House, but they never make it to the White right. House because you got to pass a security background check. Mm. So when they checked it out, whatever, you know, their mind was blown. So wow, Mr. T from the hood? No police record, no assault, no this and that. Grew up in the hood. Then I would bring in two of my brothers with me. One of my brothers was a Chicago police officer. Another brother was a Chicago fireman. So then the fire chief and the police chief, they want the city to look good. They said, no, we give them time off. Let them go to the White House with his brother and whatnot. So then they said, wow, he's coming with his brother. They grew up in their mother. Their father, father was a preacher. And mother used to scrub up floors and no crime. Wow, that's so amazing. Then he said, then people were asking, how did that happen? Because we all loved our mothers. So if we love my mother, and then my, and then my bro- big brothers made it easier for me because I want to be like my brothers. My brothers didn't smoke, didn't drink. Mm. My brothers wasn't in the game. If my brothers was in the game, then I'll be want to be in the game. You see what I mean? <laughs> right, right, but my yeah. brothers played football and box and stuff like that. So before I want to box and whatever, they didn't play football. So that's what kept us together. And I knew there was something bigger and better outside the ghetto and stuff, you know. And so right. that's what kept us together. So anyway, so they do the background check and all of the stuff. But here's how they go before they get invited to to the White House because when we used to film the 18 all around Los Angeles and stuff like that every time we get out I'm telling the kids okay be good listen to your parents stay yeah. away from the wrong crowd don't be bad boom boom that's my rap doing this here boom listen to your mother boom boom listen to the teacher study hard 
So like the mother said, whatever you do, whatever you say, somebody is watching, somebody is noticing. So me just doing what I'm doing because that's, that's who I am. Telling the kid, hey, man, study hard. Listen to the teacher. Don't argue. Just tell them to be good. Be good. What works for me? Then it gets to the White House. The White House hear about it. Nancy Reagan hear about it. Mm. Then that's when she wanted to start her Just Say No program. So she told her, so they, she called her, the president of NBC, Brandon Tartikoff. They said, wow, we want to get Mr. T, you know, to the thing. Then he called Stephen Connell. Can we have Mr. T in a couple of weeks? Want to fly to the White House? Want to meet Nancy? Well, now, okay, boom. So they said, okay, rearrange my schedule. Get all my filming out that morning. So we're 18. We was filming in Simi Valley that day. So I told the guys, I said, hey, man, tomorrow I'm they flying me to the White House. I meet man. You ain't going to watch it. <laughs> so, okay. So all of a sudden, helicopter come to see me valley. Then I get on the helicopter, fly out to the airport, get on the plane, get to L get to the Washington, D.C. I get off the plane. Secret Service guys meet me. He said, follow us, Mr. T. I said, wow. This is like a dream, man. It's all, this is, man, you're going to meet the president and the first lady. Then we get to the thing, then I'm telling them, then I'm telling, then the uh, Secret Service guy, he said, I was a flight. I said, it was good. And they walking with me. I said, man, I'm with the Secret Service stuff you see on TV. I'm with <laughs> myself. So then, silly me, I'm telling the guy, so he said, foot in the car. They said, then I said, you know I got some luggage. The guy said, we already got it. I said, just like that. <laughs> I swear, this is Secret Service. Like, <laughs> then they put, put me in the Dolly Madison Hotel. So then I was in the hotel, then I peeped out the door. There were guys sitting out to the theme, protecting me because I was going to meet the president. That's what they do. I said, wow. Then I called home. My mother, I was on the phone. <laughs> I, I, I said, That's awesome. I said, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to meet the president and the, and the first lady. She said, then she said, just like a mother. You be on your best behavior. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> got there, whatnot. Then I'll tell you, this is the God's truth. Get there. It was just unbelievable. People get to run around. I met George Bush first. He said, wow, it's an honor to meet you. I said, no, sir, it's an honor to meet you, whatnot. Then everything was timed. Then I met Nancy with the ambassador kids. They had dressed me up like the Santa Claus. You could see the picture. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. She dressed me up like Santa Claus. The thing. And I said, wow. Then she said, wow, Miss Dam, so... I said, no, Nancy, I just like a dream to be here. And like I tell people, not only was I not a Republican, I wasn't even a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. So it wasn't about who or whatever, you know. But she heard, she said, I wonder, would you like to be a part? I want to start to just say no program. We heard what you do. We think that's so terrific. And she said, also, wow, your mother must be some kind of lady. I said, yes, we love her. Because she was looking at my brothers. They was big or this, whatnot. I said, yeah, I'm the baby in the family. <laughs> <laughs> I said, they look after me and whatnot. I said, wow, it was just... So then after we, we met Nancy. Then when you meet the president, everything is time. So now we meet the president afternoon. Everything is time to the T. They said, okay, this is that line up. Wait stop. Yeah. Walk, walk, stop, stop. The guy look. Then we walk again. Stop, stop. It's okay now. Nah. They open the door, like, I'm going to push me in. Okay, Miss, go ahead. And there I am. Because I was telling people, man, you wait till I meet the president. Boy, I'm going to tell them the thing. Man, and that. Man, there I am. Me and the president, Ronald Reagan. Wow. I said, sir, I said, I'm just honored you took the time to meet me. I said, I know you're so busy. Because you think about it. This the president mm -hmm. who say, okay, this going to be war against this going to decide this. God. 
And they got time to meet little kid from the hood who they said wouldn't be nothing. Welfare kid. People laughed at, had Mitch Mike socks and whatnot. Hit my mother, knock on a neighbor's door to borrow a quarter so I can go to school, high school and whatnot. All of this, now it paid off. Wow, here I am with the President of the United States. Wow. Telling me he's proud of me. I said, thank you, sir. I'll do my best to never let you down. That was it. Nothing mm -hmm. else to say. I said, thank you for taking time to meet me. He went on out and whatnot. He said, you have fun while you're here? I said, yes, sir. Wow. 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 That's, that's <laughs> I, I, the best I, I, word who, way to describe that. But the whole message telling the kids the yeah. whole message right. telling the kids that <laughs> I wouldn't have been there if I had a record. Right. If right. I got arrested for stealing uh, robbing right, and stuff right. like that, assault and battery. But when they checked me out, they was amazed. They said, no, you born raised in the ghetto and no, no arrest warrant, no this here. Love our mother. How's that possible? Love our mother. Love our mother. They said, we got to meet this guy. Then after that, I got invited to the White House six more times yeah. to be with the president. <laughs> you know, they said, Mr. C, come in. We can meet some people. Come, what not? Would you come? They fly me in and whatnot. Is that a record right now? I don't know. You know, I mean, that's a lot. I ain't that's heard lot. nobody no, be back no. that many times. That's, that's, it was just amazing. Man, I want to say thank you again for, thank you. for joining us, man, and, 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 and these stories right here. And I think we're going to have to bring them back again, too, because this is going to go. We could go on no, for like a week. Go on for a while. Yeah. 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 I'm just thanking him now. I'm not ending anything. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's unbelievable. I'll be back like Arnold said. I'll be back. Yeah, right. I'm having fun. You said you want to have fun. I want to have fun. Because there's so much of me. Because there's so much of me. One time is not enough because people are going to be so. I can't believe. <laughs> because there's so much I mean then a lot of people from the day they'll hear the truth yeah. they might read something hear something on the internet which ain't the truth exactly. they need to right. hear the truth the who I really am they need to know where all this come from this is the start and whatnot. Yeah. that I love my mother I wouldn't let nothing take me against that that's my message to the kids don't let nobody trick you con you make a fool out of you to go against the love of your mother right it's a good message man. facts right there what you got super P? facts Oh, man, 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 man. So we, we talked about the A-team a little bit and stuff, and, you know, I guess imitation is the biggest flattery. How did you truly feel about uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson acting out your character with the, with the second coming of No, that? you know, that, that didn't bother me because mm -hmm. they had wanted me to be in the thing afterwards, and I told them, I said, you don't insult me. You know, I said, if I'm not B.A. Barakas, I'm not nothing. I'm known for two things, Club Lane and B.A. Barakas. So you, they wanted me to do a cameo in something I made. Yep. I said, you must be a fool. You couldn't pay me enough money. And I told them. That's why you saw, like I said, and then which I, I felt bad for Face Man and Murdoch because they got punked out. They allowed themselves, you know, the, the, the be in the movie and whatnot, you know. Then they, after they did it, they wished they didn't, you know. I said, no, I don't, I, 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 I don't take seconds. You know, which I made this character. Now you want me to come in and, and play second fiddle to that? I mean, I wasn't mad at Rampage. You know, you supposed to do the job or whatnot. But I let the producers know. I said, no, you can, you couldn't pay me enough money to be in it. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was my thing with it. And I had no problem with that, you know. And so, you know, so no, I wasn't jealous. Oh, I'm mad at him, this and that. No, I wasn't mad. Because like I said, like in between us, like I said, he got big shoes to follow. You yeah, know, exactly. yeah, he right. trying to be first because mm -hmm. when, when they was filming, it, people got to film part up in Canada, and whatever. And every day they're filming, people, my fans would holler, 
Hey, fool, you ain't no Mr. T. <laughs> 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 he ain't. You know, and that's what it was. Like I said, no, no I, I, I don't get mad at I don't get mad with people trying to be like me and all that stuff or whatnot, you know. And so, you know, like I tell people, I set the pace in the race, and I did, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, I, I smile at stuff and, and stuff like that, and, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at nothing, you no. know. That's right. What you got for us, Joe? So... <clears throat> on your path, do you still have? Are you still gold dri- driven? Are you still working in the business now? Or well, I, I, I accept job. I get a chance to, I, to pick and choose. Then what I do? Stuff right. coming. I said, no, I pass on that. I pass on that. And like my mother told me, said, "Son, there are some things that money can't buy. That's a lot of things money can't buy." Because like I said, truthfully, all I ever wanted to do was done. And I tell people, when they bring certain money, I say, I don't want that. I say, all I ever wanted to do was done. I say, I don't mean to sound cocky, you couldn't see that. Right. But all I ever wanted to do was buy my mother a house and pretty dresses. I did that back in the 80s. Right. I'm complete. I am old. complete. So all I want to do now is, like I said, sit at home, watch 18 reruns, <laughs> watch Rocky Three and whatnot, sit back and just say, ah, thank you, Jesus, you know. Thank God for blessing me. Use my time to try to be an inspiration to others. Go down to the homeless shelter to help people, to hug them and whatnot. And the biggest, one of my biggest joy, I mean, one time when I left there, I was crying, you know, because I had wrote a check. Then I was leaving and the lady was down there. She said, Mr. T, we just want to thank you for coming. I said, you're welcome. She said, now, she, she, she got the other people that was homeless. And she said, let's pray for Mr. T. So they put me in a circle, and they put the hand out. They start praying, and I start crying. Tough Mr. T, I'm crying. They said, Mr. T, we love you. You didn't forget it. I said, I will never forget you. And I got in my car, and I started driving home here, and I called my mother about 10 years ago. I said, Mother, today I got emotional. I started crying. And she said, Son, that don't make you a punk or a wimp because you cried. Jesus yes. cried. She said, Son, this is your mission. Yeah. I said, wow, and it is. So I constantly go down there quietly, give stuff, because she told me don't grandstand. So I get stuff and whatnot. You know, I, I write checks quietly, give us take food down there quietly, give to the people. You know, don't, I'm not going to be like, hey, y'all, this is me. Oh, look at me, TMZ, I'm giving to the people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if She said, son, if nobody else knows, God knows. And that's what it is. I go down there, then I just drive home of what it's supposed to be, you know. So, and that's who I am, <laughs> you know. What you got for us, Lance? So many things. Uh, you know, uh, they call me left field Lance on this show, and I'm, I'm going to throw something <laughs> out, right? Because I really want to know about this. Okay. Uh, so, like, uh, you know, we you touched a little bit on it uh, in, in your, um, you know, door days okay. where you were run, watching the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think about the comparison of, of the laws of marijuana then to now, where it's, like, freely open, everybody's smoking and and it's like you know kind of turned and morphed into this you know there's a actually fun stat uh more americans bought marijuana than chocolate this year well last year yeah what's your opinion on that stance well only only thing bad about it like i said a lot of people drive and they and they hide and whatever a lot of kids and see it was like long time ago really it was, it was like it was more the older people that was doing it, even though it was legal, what not. The older people, not just kids and grammar school and all that stuff. And man, it just, it, it, it just, you know, it's there's no structure. We have no more values, you know. And we just I hate to use the pun, 
we go in the pot, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, and so it's like, you know, pe pe people drinking and driving everything, you know, there's no, okay, man, there's a time and place for everything, but nobody cares no more. There's no more structure. Yeah. Everything is cool. Look at me. It's cool. Now nah, it's cool. No, it's more than that's like I said, choices has consequences. And nobody want to think about the consequence. It look cool for a moment. It all look cool for a moment. For a moment. Then what? You know, like the Bible says, sin is pleasure for a season. For a season. And sometimes it's a short season. Mm. Just like the athletes say, man, he's done for the season. His leg is dead. He's done for the season. His career is over. For a season. Short, like I tell people, short-term pleasure, long-term pain. You know, it's just a young kid. Like I said, that's, it's... Like I said, it's just no structure. There's no rules. There's no order. And that's the bad thing about it. You know, a long time ago, it's okay. Wait till you get old enough to do this here. Now, everybody do it. It's cool. It's happy. It's fun. Right. But then there's consequences behind it. You know, there's somebody, okay, wow, I'm impaired. I'm driving. I'm looking cool. Then you have a wreck. You hit somebody innocent. Then it ain't cute no more. Well, I think that's that goes problem. back to me. Mm -hmm. You've been talking about your mother so much, which I respect because I talk to my mother every day still. Mm. And that's my mom. Right, like we, right, we, right. We're, we're 100, everybody in this room is 100% right, on that. Right. And I think there you talk about consequences. I don't think the mothers have right. relationships with their kids to talk about their consequences anymore. That, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's I think it has a lot to do with that. Even that's with your father, is. too, yeah. or whatever, your parents, no, period. I, I think is. there's no, it's so, you know, I know a lot of people that work in education right. and they, the parents are gone. Right, that's what it is. Because they're too busy. They it got is. everything going on, it you know, is. and I, I think it that's is. where it all starts at, so. Yes. It's funny because my mom texted me right now during the episode. <laughs> like, what, what SBs do you want? I'm like, okay, we'll yeah, get to that yeah, another right, time. Right, right. But you know, this, this generation is, is just turned into, you know, it's kind of just, you know, it's social media or bust, and, and everybody mm -hmm. wants the quick road, right? Yeah. They don't want to take the time and put the work in like your generation did, and such an iconic and like Preston said uh, more than legendary I remember my dad uh, uncles family members cousins they would all talk about Mr. T and uh, you know you've been such an inspiration on my life man I really appreciate you rocking with us no thank you man thank sure. you I mean you've been I'm an honest. inspiration to me when I met you I'm the honest. first couple times I'm I was honest, just man. like I was honest. just like every time we, and, and the thing about like I told you earlier down I have not heard one person say one negative thing about no, you I, it, and it, you're it, such a humble just so great humble. Thank you. individual thank you. man thank it's you. unbelievable and, and I want to say I work hard to be a good person, you know? Right. And I'm honored when people, like, sometimes I'm going to be walking in at this store and I hold a hell of a door for a lady. She said, ooh, Mr. T, you're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I smile. I said, of course I am. I said, I'm a mama's boy. You know, right. And then it's all right, right because they get me mixed up with my character, you know? Yeah. Like I tell people, I'm a t even my BA or whatnot, I was a tough guy, but I was a good guy. Yeah. You know, I wasn't a yeah. bad guy. I wasn't, I, I had morals, you know, like I said, like on the A team, I didn't like foolishness, you know, yeah. I did my job and don't, don't act a fool, you know. But like I said, when people see me, I said, no, it's always, when I do something, I always let people know. I said, I'm an old fashioned mama's boy. I let people know and I'm trying to send a message out to young kids that you can be a mama, boy, but I'm not the wimpy, like, no. I'm not that type of mama boy. <laughs> right, right. I'm a mama boy because I listen to my mother. I love my mother. You know, I said, no, my mother wouldn't want me to do that. Like I tell the kids sometimes, I said, I'm old enough, big enough, rich enough to do certain things, but I don't. Right. Because my mother wouldn't want me to do that. You know, I wouldn't want to break my mother heart. My mother told me to do the right thing. Right. You know, and that's what Everybody I watching this, if you're not inspired by this, go check yourself about 15 times, please. <laughs> right. Or Mr. I mean, T will be there to wreck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For real. 
What you, what you got, man? I know you got another so, question. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, you've been, no, you, you got coming. your own. Yeah, yeah. You've had coming. your own cereal, you know, iconic toy, cartoon, whatnot, and stuff. Can you elaborate on this new venture you got going with the Skechers? Oh, man. Wow. I was wondering when you're going to get around to that. Oh, no. What a big brand. And back again, how things go. And like I tell people, I get so much because I give so much. I, 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 and I tell people, I don't be knowing that these companies, they find me. Like it's go, It go all the way back to, to Rocky. Like my mother told me a long time ago, she said, son, if you're good, they'll find you. I didn't have an agent. You know, there's an old saying that goes, if a man build a better mousetrap than his neighbor, even if he live in the woods, the world will make a beaten path to his door. So even I'm on the south side of Chicago, they found me. They said, wow, they saw me on the thing. When you do good, all right, like here, I'm filming all around Los Angeles, then telling the kids, be good, listen to your mother, this and that. The White House hear about me. To invite me to the White House, Nancy Reagan, to ask me, help her with a Just Say No program. You know, if you're good, they'll find you. They'll find you. So, and I tell people, every job I get is because I did a good job on the previous job. Right. Because I was on time. Like you say, I'm always saying, nobody can say nothing bad about it, but they can't say, how's Mr. Tito working? Hey, man, he's on time. He's going to lift the room. He's going to motivate everybody. He's not going to steal. He's not going to be slacked off or whatever. So when I, when I work, like when I did the schedules commercial, I told a young guy, the director, I said, let me put him to the side for me. I said, let me tell you how I roll. I said, you in charge here. I said, you tell me to do it again and again. We're going to keep on doing it. I don't want you to think that I got an attitude that you got to be delicate with me. You're worried about, Mr. T, how do I tell him? Let's try it again a little louder, this and that. I said, whatever you want, brother. If it's not loud enough, you tell me the angle we're doing. I'm going to keep doing it if you take it 18 times and make him laugh. I said, most of the time I get it on the 13th time. Or the 14th. <laughs> I said, but I want you to know you the man. Right. I'm not going to say, hey, walk off the set. I don't want, you know, the temper thing, you know, the yeah. ego thing. I said, it's not like that. I said, you tell, however time you want it, another angle, this and that, you're going to get it. You tell me what you want, and, I, and I'm going to bring it. You know, that's what I'm here for. So that breaks the ice. You know, yeah. let them know that there's no friction at the beginning, you know, that I'm going to work hard. So anyway, <clears throat> back to, in speaking of that, I want to give a shout-out to Mr. Robert Greenberg and his son, Michael Greenberg, of Sketches, and tell them, thank them, because they bleed in me. You know, like the father, I had Zoomed him, we had talked. He said, Mr. T, I had liked you before, I watched you before. You know, I'm, I'm happy to have you a part of the family. I said, sir, I'm going to work hard for you, and I'm going to do my very best, never let you or your company down, because you bleed in me. You saw me do this other stuff, so he said, wow, okay, maybe you can bring that same magic to Sketches. So, I mean, my agent told me about it. I said, sketch it. I said, okay, I said, okay bring me some shoes. Let me try them on because I ain't going to be promoting no shoes. I ain't trying it on. I got to make sure. Uh -huh. So, they sent me the shoes, Walt. And and, 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 and I, ain't, I ain't saying this just try to make the sale. You know? <laughs> so, you know, hey, yeah, hey, so every day we would have a different pair. But like I said, but, 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 got a different pair. But here's the deal. They so soft. When I put them, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And then besides that, let me cut another thing. And also, when I and I had told them another part of the deal, like I said, like when I did the, uh, the Quaker Oaks, Mr. T thing, I gave food to the people and stuff like that. And I had a deal with Haynes Socks many years ago. I said, I need 10,000 pair of socks, the gift to the homeless. So and I talked to 
Mr. Greenberg, I said, could you give me at my church, Southside Chicago, we adopted a school next door to us. So they said, we'll send you two or three hundred pairs no, that's of awesome. that's shoes so good to hear. for the less fortunate kids. And that's what we're doing. So I'll be going home in a couple of weeks before the school let out. We can get them all the kids, they sizes, girls and whatever, you know, because I know what it is to go to school and other kids laugh at you, you know. But now nah, they're going to be the proud kids because they're going to get new shoes, you know. And that helps them learn. Yeah. You know, they don't have to worry about somebody making fun of them and stuff like that. So that's what another position I'm in, not just – it's a good company, what we're doing good in the neighborhood. And that's what I like about it, you know. So I'm just enjoying it. I just thank God that I'm in a position to do this here, that I can, you know, be the spokesman, one of the spokesperson for sketches. Because they got other people. They got Snoop Dogg. They got, they got uh, 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 what's the guy? Uh, Howie Tony Long. Roma, Howie Long, oh, Howie Long and yeah. other people and stuff like that. Absolutely. And, you know, and so when they picked me, I said, I'm honored to be a part of it. So I'm just part of it. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do my part. And I told him I will never bring disrespect or dishonor to the company, you know. And so, like I say, you know, so that's what it's all about. Like I said, back again, I tell people, every job I get because I did a good job on the previous job, you know. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm just representing the company. They believe in me, you know. So I like the shoes. I like everything about, you know. So it give me an opportunity to do some good, to get some shoes to the less fortunate, stuff like that. Like when I was down at the mission for Easter, you know, I, they asked me to lead in the prayer, so I say the prayer, then I gave some of the shoes to some people there, you know, and so that's who I am, and that makes that makes me feel good, and I come home at night, then I pray, and I cry, I say, thank you, Lord, you know, for blessing me so I could be a blessing to others. That's who I am. So like I said, I, after you get past all the, hey, Mr. T, pop, pity your fool, I did that. <laughs> uh, underneath all of that, I'm just a little humble kid from the ghetto who loved his mother, who had big dream, who said, mama, that's who I am. Like I said, you know, go back. Back when I was nine years old, and people need to know about this here. When I was nine years old on welfare, food stamp, and all that, I came home from school. I drew a picture, showed it to my mother. I said, Mama, there you is right there in the rocking chair. There daddy is right there. I said, Mama, one of these days, I'm going to be big and strong. I'm going to be a football player and a boxer. I'm going to buy you a beautiful house, Mama. I'm going to buy you pretty dresses. And my mother, I was up to her hips, and she hugged me and said, Son, if that's the Lord's willing. Then she started crying because my mother used to scrub. She used to go out to the suburbs of Chicago and get on her hands and knees and scrub white people's floors. Mm. I'm not saying it raised, I'm saying what it, she had to go through. She was not allowed to go in the front door. She had to go around the back door. Mm. And then she'd get on her hands and knees and scrub. So now we got mops and the pretty stuff. They used to call them scrub women. That's what they were. They were, and she would her legs be hurting, varicose veins broken out and whatnot. And she'd be hurting. She was coming in. So I said, Mama, I'm gonna take care of you. And she started crying and said, That's the Lord's willing. And that what kept me away from the bad crowd when kids did wrong. I said, No, I ain't gonna disappoint my mother. My mother loved me. Now, my mother didn't scrub floors so I can be a thug. She didn't scrub floors so I can wear my pants down. She didn't scrub floors so I can uh, uh, break in somebody's house. Say, son, if you want something, you work hard, save your money and get it. And that's what I did. And that's all I want to do. Like I said, forget about all the gold, don't get sidetracked, that, whatever. All I ever wanted to do in my life was to be a good son to my mother. That's all. You know, and I tell people, you know, if if I if I made millions of dollars and got it ill-gotten gains, my mother wouldn't want no part of that. She said, I don't want to be in this house. 
She wanted to be in the house because she know I worked hard for her. I mean, I said, Mother, this the mansion. I got you the mansion. My mother just started crying. I said, no, Mother, it's for everybody now. Everybody can enjoy it now. She just cried. I said, it's for you, Mother. It's mm. for you. Wow. That's wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's straight up right there. You hear the sound effect. <laughs> I don't even think we need, need uh, any more inspiration. That was that was it. Well, that was everything. Well, you know, I mean, we do motivation on the episode every week, but I don't. Uh, I don't think we do. We need this to entire episode was, a, was <laughs> I mean, motivation. motivation. I, I do. I do need to do, do a shout out real oh, quick. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm gonna um, <clears throat> try to hold this together right now because I'm already getting choked up about hey, it. Um, for people that know, May is ALS Awareness Month, and I have a dear friend of mine. Um, he loves the podcast. He watches it constantly. We talk constantly. I talked to you two about it. Carlos Gonzalez from Salinas, California, someone I grew up with is, has ALS. Um, I want everybody to reach out to him on the Instagram, FSU for Los. And um, this man, kind of like T, I never heard anybody say anything bad about him. He's a great family man, a great father, a great friend, and he is Raider Nation, too. i got to put that one out there. <laughs> um, and um, also in June, um, the 2nd of June is um, MLB. Everybody's going to be playing. It's going to be ALS Day for that. He will be at the Giants game. So if you guys can give a shout-out to him and support him, and let's get this research going. And one day we will beat this disease. And um, yes. Carlos, I love you, yes. buddy. I just want to go ahead and shout that out to you, man. Yes. Much love, love to you, brother. Much love, love, love. Uh, We are Bless here for you, compadre. We are here brother. for you. Thank you, brother. God is able. God yeah. is able. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Good job, yeah, man. That yes. was really cool. You want to? Uh, that was beautiful, Joe. You want to do the do the honors for <laughs> us, Big Pete? All right, compadres. <laughs> I'm sorry, but man, that episode was a lot. I know. So let me go we, ahead and pull that back so together. fast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And like he said, he will be back. Yes. So we will we'll be doing be more, you Mark know, story time. So much more. Shit, we might need a part five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, go. Go. we keep coming. <laughs> we keep coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reoccurring. Why not? It's just like the Rocky movie. Yeah. Another Rocky. Yeah. Another one. Another yeah. one. Y'all heard yeah. it. Y'all heard yeah. it. Yeah. Let me say this really quick. My, my neighbor, I told him you were coming on today, and he's like, ask him. He's like, hey, man, ask Mr. T if he's ready, if he would do a Rocky 10. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to ask him that. Rocky oh, 10, here I am. No, no. Shout no. out to you, Antonio. Well, one thing for sure, Rocky do owe me a rematch. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, yes, he does. You ain't going to pull that yeah, punch. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Right. Ain't pull that punch. I, I took a dive in because I needed the money. <laughs> I'm a millionaire now, so ain't going to be no punches pulled. I'm on that. that uh, you want real. some more? You want some more? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Mr. I C, love it. let the, the ladies and gentlemen, compadres at home know where to find you, your social medias, if you have those, all that. Well, well now, all I got to do, I, I do a, a Twitter thing, and uh, I, I put out scriptures. I talk about God, you know, and stuff like that. that that's who I am, you know. I'm now, I'm in, actually, my son do it because I'm old school. I right. tell him, mm -hmm. and he put it in, you know, then I tell him, I said, son, when we're putting out there, we're not trying to get followers. Right. Because many are called, few are chosen. My message is not for everybody. Every time I speak, I tell people, I said, what I'm going to tell you is not for everybody. And it's not. 
you know, because a lot of people don't want to hear it, you know. Like my, when I was younger, growing up, I asked my mother, I said, Mother, why everybody won't be saved? She said, because everybody don't want to be saved. So it's not for them. Right. So like right. I said, but the ones who want it, like Jesus said, my sheep, they know my voice. Right. So the ones who get it, they will. And the ones who won't, won't, you know. And so it's not. So like I said, my job, like I said, like a farmer, is to plant it. God send the rain, the water. Wow, what a great wind, analogy. And whatever, you know. So my job is to put it out there. If they want it, it's there. It's not fine. I'm not saying, oh, I want more people. More people follow me. This, that. I, I don't need a lot of people, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't need a lot of Turn time. on your TV You'll see them immediately and, and, and Got that Skechers commercial oh, right. Hitting them airwaves <laughs> Seeing that I was like well, Seriously wow. man Wow man Compadres awesome. We're at the point To where you know what to do Follow at C-O-M-P-O-D-R-E-S And to my right Ilsa himself I am underscore Ilsa Also to my right Joe Rosati himself You know where I'm at The real Joe Rosati That's right That's right That's right I am SB Press And like that compadres Mr. T's here Bless y'all, bless y'all. And we gone. Yeah, ain't no L's, I gotta get a no call to quit. Yeah, gotta keep on moving no matter how hard it gets. Yeah.